Well, Immigration Minister Mark Miller announced new limits to the international student program, including a 35% reduction in the number of study per- permits uh, it issues uh, this year. Uh, that announcement, of course, was made yesterday. The cap comes in response to a recent surge in international students and concerns that some institutions are relying on international enrollment to boost revenues without offering necessary housing or a quality education. Joining me now to talk about the CAP and our international student program is Mark Miller, Canada's Minister of Immigration, Refugees and Citizenship. Minister Miller, thank you for joining us today. Thank you for having me on. Why the decision now uh, to put a cap on international students? Well, I'd, I'd say a couple things. I, You know, we were looking at what the rapid increase, sort of hockey stick, uh, increase in volume that we had seen over the last uh, very short period of time. And it, frankly, it was alarming. Uh, you know, I took, uh, and you may recall that I took a number of measures in the early fall, one to bolster the, bolster the solvency requirements for students coming to Canada. Obviously, it costs money to, to live here, uh, increasingly so. But also to stem some of the worst fraud cases, verifying offer letters, um, but also warning provinces uh, who have a good share of this jurisdiction over uh, post-secondary education generally, but post-secondary education in this case, um, that something needed to be done about this uh, bit of a runaway train. Uh, Our department over the course of the last little while has rejected about 40% of of applications that have come in, Um, but clearly the volume was something that was disconcerting. It was time to put that to an end. Now, we know the carry-on impacts that, that volume has had on uh, on housing, on education, on potential, on, on health care. Uh, we also know the the underfunding that a number of these post-secondary educations have had, uh, education institutions have had over um, over a significant period of time, uh, depending on the province. So very under, very 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 aware of the dynamic that exists, as well as the fact that you know in this. I know it sounds a bit crass, but you got to follow the money. International students uh, are sometimes charged three, four, five times what a domestic student is charged. In that context, it has become very lucrative to go abroad uh, and 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 recruit um, talent to come here. Uh, some very bright talent, but also there's been some actors that have taken advantage of the situation, and um, there's been some institutions that have popped up that really shouldn't uh, shouldn't exist. And that's uh, that optic that we were looking at and seeing the rapid growth. It was time to do something. So what we did is we we effected a 35% reduction in uh, incoming visas, and in the spirit of fairness, spread it around the provinces uh, by by population. There are some provinces where this uh, where there are more students than there are in others, and we didn't feel it was fair uh, to to penalize other provinces for uh, this, this this national cap. So some provinces, at the end of the day, will have to do more reductions like in, in British Columbia and Ontario than others, uh, for example, in Alberta, Saskatchewan, or, or Quebec for that matter. Um, but it's only in, in that spirit of fairness. Now, um, there's a lot of responsibility here on on behalf of the provinces to shore up the quality of uh, the student experience, um, whether it's to ensure that they have the proper educational curriculum in some cases, but also proper housing supports. And so that's work that needs to that actually needs to be done and, and frankly in bc um sorry to go on but it's very important my my colleague selena robinson has been very open in saying that the work uh, that they are doing in bc is uh is next to complete and they will be rolling something out in um, 
in the near term. So I'm encouraged at what I'm seeing in some provinces, but there's, uh, there's some work to do to, to shore up a system that has gotten a little bit out of control. Minister, you refer to this as a, a system that's gotten out of control. You refer to it as a runaway train. Why did this tr- this program turn into a runaway train under federal liberal leadership? Ultimately, your, uh, your government, uh, your party has been running the government, and this has all gotten out of control while the liberals have run things. Why has this gotten out of control? Yeah, look, uh, fair, fair question. There, this has largely been, for about 40 years, something that we have never kept. Um, the federal government has an important role in issuing visas, but there also has been an important role in the provinces exercising their role in, in designating learning institutions, regulating those institutions, um, issuing applications, and and frankly, we uh, we trusted them. It worked largely uh, pretty well for the for a number of decades. It's really over the last few years that there's been uh, just a real spike. Um, and it isn't to say that um, we haven't taken a number of measures. Obviously, during COVID, we shut the taps off completely, uh, and that created a huge impact on on institutions that um, saw a huge revenue source just uh, end from 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 one day to the other. Um, coming out of COVID, uh, the programs were uh, were adapted to post-COVID circumstances, and we saw a significant rise. Um, it what well, it became alarming, and it obviously became clear to us that um, in certain jurisdictions it was time to act and make sure that the federal government was being a little more forceful in its role and making sure that um, this was an industry that was properly regulated. Uh, but, the international student experience is one that is very valuable, and it, I don't want to pick on individual students because people come here. Um, some of them are the best and the brightest. Some of them go home and uh, are soft diplomats for Canada. Some stay here and become permanent residents. But it did create a, a very lucrative ecosystem that I believe has been uh, subject to abuse uh, and has undermined the the integrity of the system. And so Minister, this is an important I, 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 step, yeah, and I, I think it's one that's been a long time coming. Yeah, I, but I just want to clarify here. I mean, ultimately, immigration is a federal responsibility, number one. Uh, and certainly what we've read over the last few weeks, there were internal memos basically saying that, you know, letting this many students in, a significant amount in, will impact uh, housing, will impact daily life in, in, in our major cities, in, in, in particularly provinces like Ontario and British Columbia. Those are internal, uh, you know, warnings that were given to the government. But I, I don't understand, you're saying the provinces have a role to play. I understand in regards to licensing post-secondary institutions, but ultimately immigration is a federal responsibility. Why were those warnings not heeded earlier uh, so we would never have gotten to the point that we have gotten into today well, you know, well it's a good point at the you know at, at the border at the issuance of visas um, clear clear role and responsibility of the federal government immigration is a, is, a, is a shared responsibility particularly in the services that are provided um, if you look at this uh, from as I said from a pure financial perspective the federal government is the only player in here not making a single cent. Uh, some provinces take money off this. The, obviously, the institutions themselves charge very large tuition fees. Um, and there is some responsibility and some blame to go around. Uh, and that's something I think we need to have a very serious conversation about. Um, post-secondary education in particular has been a field where there has been significant underfunding throughout the years. And those institutions have reacted accordingly and have taken advantage of um, a system that has uh, trusted designated learning institutions, the role of provinces to regulate those institutions um, and and benefit from uh, an international visa student visa system that um, that has issued a great number of visas to, in essence, plug that 
consistent underfunding. Um, so today and this week, we've assumed our responsibility. We've done so progressively over the last three or four months, uh, and it's time to to really rein in something that um, is important for us to, as a country, uh, and as a country that prides itself on the value of post-secondary education, um, work together with provinces and institutions to make sure we have a quality system. Minister, uh, today the Council of Ontario University says the newly announced caps uh, on international students uh, is unfairly punishing responsible institutions alongside bad actors uh, in the post-secondary sector. Uh, and uh, Steve Orsini, who's the president and CEO of that organization, said many universities are already in a perilous financial situation and capping international student enrollment will add more strain on the budget. Uh, today we had also the president of Thompson Rivers University in Kamloops uh, uh, also uh, expressing those concerns, not knowing what impact this would completely have on their institution, and that's a public institution. They have about 4,600 international students on campus for this winter semester. That's nearly half of the on-campus student population. Once again, speaking to the rise of the amount of international students, and we're not even talking about private schools uh, that are charging, as you say, exorbitant amounts. Um, Are you comfortable with some public institutions and perhaps much more private institutions, private colleges, actually going under to clean out this system? Uh, you know, I think there's certainly a number of private institutions that, um, that, that, that need to say goodbye to this business, business model and need to be shut down. When it comes to the public institutions, um, no one is uh, all that innocent here, and I think there needs to be a discussion about what that proper ratio of international students is, what the proper student experience should be in a country like Canada, um, assuring that people have proper housing, particularly for the price they're paying for that education. Um, So absolutely, I am concerned. I am confident, and given the exponential jump in those visas, um, I'm confident that these can be properly reapportioned to make sure that uh, bad actors are paying the price and good actors perhaps can be rewarded in, in some circumstances. That's going to require some serious sit-downs with uh, provincial officials in particular as they look to allocate this in a way that ensures the quality uh, of the educational experience. Uh, The tools that the federal government have uh, are pretty rough. Uh, We can turn off taps. uh, We can make things provincial and and work with the numbers. Um, But the proper surgical instruments do lie with provinces and we actually expect them to use them. Uh, we have exempted in certain cases uh, master's programs and, and, and PhD programs from the cap and primary and secondary um, education for international students. That seemed like a fair thing to do uh, but in between that there is some work to do to which is the bulk of those international student visas. There's some work to do to, to separate the wheat from the chaff and that I think is the work that I initiated early in the fall and creating a recognized institution model where institutions would, the better institutions would work with us so that they would get priority treatment on, on some of their visas. And so there, are, there is a lot of work that's underway. And when it comes to, to British Columbia, I'm quite confident that there, uh, there's real effort being made by my provincial colleagues uh, in actually addressing a number of these issues. Minister, my final question to you. Do you think the bigger question here beyond what's happened now, the bigger question is that we've relied on international students for the last 20, 30 years, that we've been sleepwalking to this situation where we are heavily reliant on international students to subsidize our 
public education system in regards to programs that we've been underfunding post-secondary institutions, that in these various institutions have become addicted to those international dollars. I'm not talking about the challenges today and now. I'm even talking about 10 years ago, 15 years ago, 25 years ago, that we somehow have fallen into this funding model where the international student is prized simply because they subsidize the local education system. And it's time we perhaps re, um, certainly look at our education funding system, provincially and federally, uh, once again, because that at its core has been part of the problem, so we've sleepwalked our way to this problem. Yeah, and I'd say that that is, it is a generalization, but I think it is a rather accurate one about the state of affairs of post-secondary education and its underfunding in Canada, some provinces, some more, some less, um, I think everyone in Canada is entitled, uh, if they get the grades, they should be able to go to and have a quality post-secondary education and have a great job that comes with it. That's the reality of being in one of the best countries, the best country in, in the world. That isn't the case today. And um, in parts, people have plugged the holes with international students. Um, yes, it's happened throughout the years, but we've really seen exponential growth in the last little while, as well as some really unhealthy relationships pop up, um, not only with respect to you know, the public institutions that largely aren't to blame, but uh, really private or private-public arrangements that have seen sort of sham establishments, uh, in, 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 you know, in essentially on street corners that are offering um, things tantamount to fake commerce degrees so that people can, can drive uh, Ubers and, and perhaps access a backdoor entry to Canada. And so this is also about not only the integrity of the international student visa system itself, but um, the integrity of the immigration system. Not everyone is entitled to come to this country. Uh, not everyone is entitled to stay here once they are and become a permanent resident uh, and, and then uh, a Canadian. But it isn't um, that, that, that promise and that false hope has been entertained by some false actors abroad. And I do worry about the people that are uh, taken advantage of because if they are here, they're entitled to, to their dignity and respect. Um, but in some cases, there are some people who have been taken advantage of. Minister, uh, always enjoy our conversation. Appreciate you making time for us and our audience today. Have yourself a wonderful day. Thanks. Thanks for having time for me.